three. I mean, <laughs> three. <laughs> I can't count. It's the count. <laughs> hey, that's and that's a three. That's, that's an two. ad. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. We should do a count uh, intro. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Three. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, 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 uh. Three bald headed freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome two. To- Welcome to the Sean Geek Podcast. We have the three bald-headed freaks in the room. <laughs> I am your host, Sean Arama, with along with the illustrious Who Are You Two Guys. Let's Todd, start go with, ahead. Uh, oh, <laughs> Fast Freight Fingers. And? And? And the Corey Geek. Corey Geek's back! <laughs> Sweet. So, Corey Taves has returned to the show. Because of yep. COVID, we were able to have him on. Yeah, I don't have life anymore. No. Are you working? I'm still working. Yeah, I still have to uh, go to work every day, get up in the morning, get on a bus because, you know, my van died. Oh. Yeah. Right. You don't have very much luck with vans. No, no. Uh, I mean, in the last five years, we've had four. So <laughs> that should give you an idea. You should go for, you should see if they can, if they have like van testing. Yeah. Like toy testing. Just say, here's a van and just whatever, just drive it. And, you know. Yeah. If I can't, uh, if I can't wreck it, you know, then obviously it's, it's good. If If it lasts a year, then it's good. Yeah. So if you were the replacement bass player in Van Halen, what would have happened? Um... The music would not have sounded very good because I'm not a very good bass player. Or would Van Halen have broken down? Quite possibly. Actually, very good chance because, you know, me and Vans just don't get along. And what about the name brand Van? Like, you know, Van shoes, Van shirts. Do you wear any of those? No, no. Actually, I, I try not to, you know, take those kind of risks. I mean, can you imagine me wearing a pair of Van shoes and all of a sudden they break down in the middle of, you know, walking down the street and next thing i know you know they're falling off my feet and <laughs> run into an mts van run into van gogh run into van gogh yeah his ear it's falls off it's terrible yeah. <laughs> what was that that thing we were saying todd the other day where it's like uh, we were talking well it's the ep- wait it's the episode i think might have already or i can't remember it's the one where we talked about uh, it I hurts when I pee. Uh, how that strip that you made? Oh God, wasn't yeah. funny. No, but that's what made it funny. So is that what yeah. we're doing right here now? Yeah, pretty much. You know, <laughs> the, it's kind of like in the Family Guy where they do something until it stops being funny, and then they keep doing it until it's funny again. That's exactly it. Like Peter and you know the whole you know hitting his knee thing where he's just like. And just does that for like, you know, two minutes and you're like, this is so stupid. Why are they? Oh my God. This is hilarious. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen. My, my favorite. We burned up five minutes. <laughs> yeah. We only have 15 minutes left. 
My favorite uh, Family Guy one like that is uh, when um, Stewie is going to mom, going mom, 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 mommy, 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 mommy mama. Mom. <laughs> For about what five minutes? Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah. That now awful. the question is: Is it still as funny now that you've actually experienced that happening with your own children? Mm. I don't know. It might be more funny. Yeah, actually, I think yeah. I think it's I think it's funny because you've probably gone through it before it's more relatable now yeah it's yeah. more relatable yeah i yeah. think so my favorite one is the was it epicaf epicat epicat i can't know how you pronounce that but that stuff that they drink that makes them sick kids oh on family guy did you hasn't you guys have never seen that episode the one with uh, the castor oil yes or whatever oh, they call it. the yeah. castor oil okay yeah, yeah. okay yeah. yeah whoever doesn't get sick the last person gets the piece of cake or something yep yeah <laughs> <laughs> They're all puking everywhere. Yeah. yeah. This ends with, uh, what was it? Stewie on the ground. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Wanna... Wanna... <laughs> yeah. Hold my hair. Hold my hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold my ears. That's what it was. Hold my ears. Yeah, that was <laughs> Brian. Yeah. <laughs> well, the so podcast that... just started and already it's off the rails. <laughs> so enough about Keycon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And speaking Do you of, really want to open up that can of worms? <laughs> I thought we were talking about Thomas <laughs> when he shared his room with us. Oh, you mean uh, uh, yeah. three grown men in the uh, tub together? Yeah. Well, what's that nursery rhyme? Three, that, that what's it? Three. Rub-a-dub-dub, rub three men in a tub? tub. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't was the third one. I wasn't no. there. No. no. <laughs> that, was, that was before my time. That was PT before, or pre-Todd. Pre-Todd. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, how you been? You been good? I've been holding up. I mean, it's, I mean, the whole world has just kind of gone flipped upside down and, you know, inside out. And it's been a journey. Uh, we'll say that, you know, 2020 has definitely not been our year. Of course, neither was 2019, but it's, we're, now that we're kind of, you know, hitting the tail end, things, seem to be getting better i don't know it's or are we just very... more used to it yeah it's possible i mean you know working in a public space working in a mall is i'm just i look around and i'm like why are we still open is there what any is stores the... open cell phone places hickory farms oh yeah because well they're food. probably selling masks well, no, the cell phone places are considered essential service right now because they oh. are uh, telecommunications uh, to so you can get uh, your phone, get it repaired, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that uh, Hickory Farms somehow got, uh, I guess, well, uh, falls under grocery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly how Nespresso got in there, but, you know, they have yeah the coffee pods, the coffee maker. I guess, I guess some people it, it's a food of sorts coffee yeah yeah some people live you off of coffee it. yeah you ingest it uh yeah. keeps like you going what about alcohol. the what about the liquor stores are they open yep still? yep oh yeah liquor stores cannabis they were saying that those two things are still open i guess yeah. that's so people can kind of you know go into a, a zombie state for the next you know six months or so well i mean there's actually a serious reason behind that as well it's to because if uh you had a bunch of alcoholics that all of a sudden were, you know, cut off from their ability to get alcohol. Uh, the 
health system would very quickly get overwhelmed by people trying to consume non-consumable materials, trying to oh. uh, get intoxicated, um, suicide attempts, you know, just all those fun things. Mm. As Sean takes another drink. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't even want to talk about my week. Or the oh. last two weeks. I don't. And the kids have been... Um, I don't know. The kids have... I think they're hitting that age where let's see if I jump off the couch onto you, what happens? Ah, uh, yes. Onto yeah. the other child and <laughs> <Yeah>. vice versa. <laughs> that was fun. Nobody got hurt the first time. So I'm going to do it to you now. And they just yep. keep going back and forth. And then eventually somebody gets hurt. Yep. yep. And then there's crying, there's tears, there's screaming, there's she did this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been having a few behavioral issues with uh, our youngest as well, so that's been a lot of fun. Oh yeah, he's he's prime age for that kind of shit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing rocks <laughs> at teachers. Oh nice. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you teach him to throw rocks at Trump though? Because that, oh, prob- that, that's acceptable. Oh, trust me, he is not a fan of Trump. He knows who Trump is. Oh, he knows who Trump is, and he is not a fan. Uh, I, th- I believe we have actually heard him call him a douchebag. <laughs> that deserved a clap. Yeah, we taught him well. The orange or or he deserves the clap. Yeah. On the other hand, he's been learning how to read. Yeah? Yep. So we're working on his like sight bottom, words. Bottom, bottom of the screen, like when CNN is on. Yeah. So see what he's been up to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, read what it says. Daddy, the Dow is down 3.4 points. <laughs> sell, <laughs> sell, sell, sell. Yeah. <laughs> that means we my Lego. <laughs> he's got a merit trade up and he's doing yeah. all this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wouldn't put it past my kids. Yeah. Meanwhile, they got a nice little nest egg all settled up. And what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> And now we're getting back to Stewie again. Yeah. Yes, we are. What else is going on with you, Corey? Anything? Uh, right now, not a whole lot. I mean, it's just pretty much, you know, work home, work home. Um, trying to draw, spend some time learning how to pick locks. You know, that was one of my COVID really? skill. Yeah, actually. Like magician-related-ish, sort of? Like in a little that capacity bit. or to be able to get open the bathroom door when the kids are locked inside um a little bit of both i guess yeah because i was you know well we were talking about uh houdini you guys had the podcast on houdini yes we did so i you know kind of started looking back into you know because i've always had an interest in uh you know escapism and you know obviously the man himself houdini yeah um so started i realized you know you know i've always wanted to learn how to pick lock you know since i was like 17 right yeah. So here I am, yeah, at 45, turning 46, and I finally decided, you know what? Screw it. Let's learn how to pick a lock. So I ordered, you know, cheap set off of Amazon, you know, started on that. Um, then found a place here in uh, Canada that sells lock picks. So I started picking up a couple of actual proper lock picks, not just, you know, cheap Amazon ones. Uh, picked up a couple of padlocks from, uh, you know, Canadian Tire. And so, yeah, just wound up kind of starting to learn how to pick locks do you have a straight jacket not yet that is on the uh on the wish list um 
If Do they sell those on Amazon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly don't, enough. Don't tell our wives. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Corey, you stay in the basement, Corey. Stay no. in the basement. This I love this jacket. It it, it lets me love myself. It hugs me like back. a hug all day. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, I yeah, should, ICS. I, Do you guys remember ICS? Used to get those in the mail. It used to be on. I don't know if it was on matchsticks or something. It was. It was. It was the courses online that you could you could get. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like electronics and stuff. They had one for locksmith, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. And I was yeah, looking I at it because I remember. Yeah, I, I still remember the picture. It, there was a picture. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I don't even know if they exist. If they exist anymore, they might. Yeah. you can learn anything you want online. I mean, go on YouTube and put in locksmithing. You can find just a, or how to pick locks oh great did you know that there's actually a sport around it yeah there's like locks right. picking uh, lock picking competitions oh wow like for speed yeah for speed uh it's uh was it lock sport is that on tsn i don't know but <laughs> yeah there's gr- entire groups uh dedicated to this you know people that uh you know they try picking and there are some insane locks out there too. Like, I mean, if you ever get a chance, just go on YouTube and look up uh, lock picking. And some of these weird locks from other countries are just, they're absolutely bizarre. And so they're, these guys are, you know, trying to pick through them. And it's not, you know, yeah, it's not the same as like, you know, just a regular, you know, lock that you find here in North America, you know, five pins on the top, Yeah, yeah. put a bit of tension on the tube and, you know, try to get, uh, get the lock to open you know they've got pins on like all four sides and it's it's actually been kind of fascinating going down the rabbit hole on this one yeah no kidding so where is this usually held um i guess the cities hold them um i haven't really looked that far into it i actually haven't uh looked to see if whether or not winnipeg has a uh (laughs) lock picking club but that's all you need so whatever city this is in, they probably have a lot of break-ins. To have not, that many lock pickers in one area, I well, out. You'd think, but Todd, you know, can can you say that again? What the the picker, the Peter Piper? <laughs> the way that, you said it, it sounded like an insult. You I? lock, you lock picker. <laughs> <laughs> Damn lock picker. <laughs> I think it was like nose picker or something. Lock picker. That's lock a picker. t-shirt right there. Damn, Damn. lock picker. <laughs> so yeah, that's been one of my uh one of my I guess COVID skills. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's also going to be useful for the apocalypse. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. society's gonna collapse sooner or later. So but I think you've locked yourself out of your car before too. So yeah. Yeah. So that'd be helpful there. I don't actually have a set of uh, entry tools for uh, a vehicle yet, but you know, it's well, again, it's all on the list. It's awesome. Yeah. Slim Jim. I think that works. Uh, Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on your vehicle. Although I did have yeah. one car where I could uh, pick the lock using a uh, clothes hanger. Yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, it, I learned it off of this little hairy guy. Um, he was working as a uh, maintenance guy in one of the malls. Don't say which one. 
um, and you know, I'd lock myself out of the vent, out of the car. This is you know in my twenties. So he grabs the uh, coat hanger and comes over and is like, "Here, I'll show you how to do it." You know, like the jumpsuit, you know, open to like you know almost to his navel, <laughs> big gold <laughs> chain. Yeah, yeah, literally. Back, this is real men. Back yeah, combed yeah. hair over the top. Yeah, barrel sure, chested. Yeah. You know, about five foot five. And yeah, so I mean, Ukrainian he, or something. I'm sure. Yeah, and he broke into my car in like you know 30 seconds. That did not make me feel good. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but that's you know kind of where it got my first taste of you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That motion. Oh, it was good. That hand motion. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We're not releasing the video of this. Thank <laughs> God. No. That, was, that wasn't a Slim Jim either. No. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome <laughs> Todd and his fucking punchlines uh, that's great um I, I actually had I don't know I was I was gonna see how you're doing and stuff first but I came up with this idea for when you were gonna come on that I started a few weeks ago okay and I'm gonna ask you and Todd the same question so who's first Corey's first, right? I think we'll go Corey first. Yeah. And then yeah. Todd, you can provide your answers and then you guys can uh, debate each other or versus each other on it. Okay. So Mount Rushmore, you're familiar with Mount Rushmore? Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's like at the four heads on the mountain range and yeah. the four, I don't know. Like who who's who's the Mount Rushmore? Like who who's on, uh, who's on there? Do you guys know? George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. Um... <laughs> Todd, do you know? Todd, Todd's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Taft? I don't know. That's interesting. So it's not that important then. Well, last movie I saw, I think Rich, Richie Rich was, I think, was on the side of the mountain. Yes, yeah. that's right. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there an ape on there too, or was that another? Was that a movie I'm thinking of? No, that's probably the reality one. Like, I'm I, okay. I'm actually. Okay, I'm going to talk to Siri. Or Siri, what's her name? I don't know. Who's on Mount Rushmore? Let's see. It's not telling me. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and George Washington. Thank you. There you go. The last episode, my phone kept talking through the whole episode, so we just kept it on the air, but it didn't work this time. Now that we wanted to talk. Yeah. Oh, because oh, I muted it. It's like a Furby with a dead battery. Yeah. That's just creepy. You must mm -hmm. kill your parents. Isn't that what they... Anyway, anyway so... Okay, so Mount noises. Rushmore, the four faces. So yes. they're, they're, I, I guess the idea is Mount Rushmore is known as the four most prominent politicians i guess in american history mm -hmm. of the four four of the most important american politicians is that yeah probably fairly accurate i think so, uh kind of you know the founders of america i guess i don't know okay so imagine garbage hill okay that's just right behind me here yeah that's right yeah yep. and we're going to build a, a mount rushmore there of okay. the four greatest Manitobans. Hal Who Anderson. would you put on there? Hal Anderson. Yeah. Um, Neil Young. 
Um, why am I completely blanking on his name? Uh, Bachman. Yeah. And oh, who else would I put on there? Louis Riel. Oh, that was good, actually. Okay, Todd, you're four. You can pick the same, but you guys can versus the ones that don't match. Uh, I would pick. I, I'm just trying to figure out what the fourth. I know what the first three are. I just don't know what the fourth one is. I'm trying to think now. Um, I'm going to pick Joey L.O. Okay. And the three of us. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, I like that. I, I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Three bald-headed bald freaks. freaks. Yeah. <laughs> I know Joe. Maybe we'll ask Joe, see if he knows who these clowns are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So. Okay. okay so, so why did they decide to put a bunch of neo-Nazis up on uh, Garbage oh, Hill? God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the sad thing. We're. I've I've been shaving my head for forever, and Todd. Yep. I think Todd too, right? I guess. Yeah, probably, me too. I probably shaving my head before, before me, you right? did. I think. Yeah. yeah. And then Corey yourself as well, right? Yeah. So back then when we were doing it, it wasn't like trendy at all. That's for sure. No, it was, it was just for me. It was just starting to become trendy. It was. Uh, I started shaving my head back in around uh, two thousand and. Too. So this meeting has been upgraded by the host and includes unlimited minutes. What? Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I don't know. Are you recording it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, okay, whatever. We got more minutes. Um, did, did I ever tell you the the story about bald Sean meeting the Portuguese side of the family? No, no. So. I can't remember who it was that asked, but it was one of the, I don't know, Sylvie's uncles or aunts or something. And they, to be sensitive to me, they actually asked her in Portuguese. So I wouldn't be able to understand, they but, they, but they asked how long I had to live. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's that's, I'm, cancer I'm, patient. Yeah. Wow. Like, or they asked like, how serious is it? How, because yeah. in the Portuguese culture, you just let your hair recede until it recedes all the way, I guess. Yeah. You know, that's like old school, right? Well, whenever I think of like you and I, Sean, you know, because, you know, we've both been shaving heads for a long time. Um, I remember Quay talking about it one time where, you know, he's like, yeah, you two guys are always coming over and, you know, people are looking out their windows and going, oh, there goes Quay with his two neo-Nazi friends. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was back in the time when there, there was a lot of that. I think most of the people at yeah. that time, when you saw them on TV, sure. if they had shaved heads, you know, they, they yeah. had a sort of sneaker. There was something, yeah. There was Just to be clear, we are not neo-Nazis. No. Uh, not even close. No. <laughs> you know, back then, like what the only people, the only men that, that were bald was Telly Savalas, Kojak, right? Yeah. Right. Yul Brenner. Yeah. Gil Brenner, yeah. Anyone else? Uh, Billy Zane. 
he held on to that hair for as long as he could, didn't he? Too. Yeah. But he was playing bad, badass guys, like probably neo Nazis. Yeah. Because <laughs> he started playing, he was playing like the handsome guy role, and then his hair started to recede, and then he's like, ah, I guess I'm playing just... bad guys from here on out. Yep. <laughs> we're not uh, bad guys. We're not bad guys. No. No. We're very good guys. All right, so let's debate. I All think right. uh, I think the big de- the big debate there might be between Joy Ello and Hal Anderson. Well, let's get right down to the uh, brass tacks here. Hal Anderson is the 34th greatest Canadian of all time. Mic drop. Todd, do you have well, a rebuttal? Ah. <laughs> uh... Not really, because I mean Hal is is great guy too, but I don't know. I just I just pick somebody different. So Joe's never uh, bought me a drink. Hell has. Okay, well, same same here. I think Hal. Joe's bought me a drink at some point. <laughs> trying to think now. Um okay, so let's so, go. So, t- so nobody picked the obvious choice. Yes, I'm really happy with that. <laughs> but we won't we won't say who it is. No, because we, we don't want to. We don't want to embarrass. Yeah, we we don't want to embarrass him either. So I'm just going to say there's a monument in the city that's named after him, or not a monument, but a a a venue named after him when it should be named after the other guy in the band who Corey had already named. Uh, yeah. And that venue I do call by his name instead. Hmm. I see. You know? Cool. It's the Bach. I call it. The, I call it the Bach. The Bach. Yeah. Not the other B word. Bitch. <laughs> Buford. People Buford. are looking. Buford. People are looking T-justice. online now. Who? Who? Who is this Bach guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, Sebastian Bach. Yeah, Sebastian Bach. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next, we're we're gonna continue with this theme. So. Okay. Not garbage yeah. hill this time. Hollywood Hills. There's a monument for the four greatest rock and roll frontmen of all time. Ooh. We'll start with Todd this time. Oh God, uh, Hendrix would be one. Now you're talking about you talking music, or are you talking in general, or what do you mean? Well, frontmen. Front, so you're, you're obviously yeah. talking it'd about be music. It, yeah. Uh, Coverdale. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Plant uh, Coverdale, I think, kind of imitated Plant, but kind of similar in a way. Uh, so I want, I want to say, uh, actually, Diamond Dave, I, I think, was a very good front man, uh, especially in the early days, because he had all kinds of energy. He had all kinds of. Uh, uh, acrobatics and stuff. He dressed kind of, you know, flashy and whatnot. So I, I would say, uh, I'd say Diamond Dave. Okay. So, so cover, what did you say? Coverdale, Plant, Hendrix, and Roth. Roth. Yeah. The okay. last one. Yeah. Okay. That's four. Mr. Okay. Mr. Corey Geek. All right. Well, I'd have to, uh, I do agree with uh, Hendrix. Hendrix is definitely one of the all-time greatest musicians ever. 
but um, still playing a guitar, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. But he was definitely a front man. Yes, he was. And sorry, I should I should have I should have clarified. Not front man, but front person. Front person doesn't okay. necessarily have to be a man. Okay, Doro Pesh. All right. Yeah. Um. Continuing on with the ladies, uh, Vince Neil. <laughs> um. <laughs> And of course, the all-time greatest frontman of any rock band ever. I know who you're gonna say, Odorous Rungus. I knew it. Yeah, that's Guar Todd. Okay, <laughs> the late, the great Dave Brocky. So is that four? Yep. So, so you said Doro Pesh. Yep. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. So we're tied on that one. So I think it's uh, fairly safe to say Jimi Hendrix has to be on Definitely there. One. Yep. And then um, you said Odorous Ungerus. Odorous Ungerus. Yep. Ungerus. And uh, Vince Neil. And Vince Neil. <laughs> Young Vince Neil. Young Vince Let's, Neil. Okay. Yes. Not uh, old and uh, breathless Vince Neil. <laughs> I was going to say Stevie Ray Vaughan, but I didn't know which one to, to omit uh, ah. for that. But Okay. So uh, let's debate. Defend your choices, Mr. Taves, against the competitors. Well, Dave Brocky just there's nothing to defend there. He is the greatest. It's quite simply that easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, there's a personal choices. How do you defend that? That yeah. that's your own choice. So uh, I I don't know. See, if it would have been a choice for one item and then we could have debated, but since there's four, it's like, well, how do you bait, debate four people? Okay, so that's let's take it a, let's take it a different step. Out of okay. those four, who's the who's the top on each Hendrix. of your lists? Hendrix. Yeah, Hendrix. Okay, well then that satisfies that satisfies that because <laughs> Hendrix is yeah. the greatest frontman of all time. Um, I would I would agree with Brokey. I like Brokey. I love Brokey. Um, we've talked about him on the show quite a few times. Yep. Um, favorite subject of mine. I would agree with Coverdale for sure. Actually, Coverdale over Plant. Really? Yep. Okay. Just because um, he hasn't lost lost a step. If you go listen to Coverdale now, he sings just as strong as he did 40 years ago. He hasn't lost a step and he's still running around on stage at 70 years old. But he's probably 40. Yeah, but is he 40 years younger than Plant? That's probably why he's probably a little more spry true but plant stopped performing more than 20 years ago so well like yeah. not i mean performing performing okay well sean just said that you know coverdale's like 70 and still running around so if he's 40 years younger than plant plant's got to be 110 well, <laughs> <laughs> he's a guitar player not a mathematician That's <laughs> exactly <laughs> another t-shirt right there <laughs> I don't do math and have put that on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Jim. I'm a guitarist, not a mathematician. <laughs> no, I think I think no, because Coverdale was in bands in in, in around uh the late sixties as well. So that might be maybe five years out from each other. Possibly. Oh, oh yeah. You know closer. what? I just realized we missed there is one that is better. One that is better than all of them. Okay. Jared Threaden. Jared wins. <laughs> Jared, 
at some point you're gonna have to call our fucking show. <laughs> like honestly, how many times have we name dropped you? How many album sales can you directly attribute to the Sean Geek podcast and to Meet the Geeks? Like honestly, how much That's press right. do we give that guy? We are we are the uh what would you call Jerthren's uh, fan base? Threateners? Threateners. <laughs> uh we got to come up with heads. I don't know. We, we need to, you know, because he's because we probably could get away with it. We need to have a Jared Threaten T-shirt on our Meet the Geeks uh, web page or, or web yeah. store or whatever. I actually had seriously considered buying one of his uh, one of his T-shirts just to have it. Yeah, I know. I was thinking, too. I, I did listen to his whole album. Yeah. You said it wasn't too bad, was it? No, right? it's I mean, it's not anything i'd go buy but for the type of music it is it's it's top notch but i don't like that kind of music yeah you know it's like the um like afi not afi um my chemical romance like those types of bands right the really whiny i'm emo my life is tough moist my life is moist <laughs> speaking moistly you know i was just on twitter today saying i would never use that word again and yeah. thanks you're welcome i uh, i was listening to a a new podcast that that i just discovered and they said the most disgusting word in the english language current current lexicon is woke it's just as bad as moist I don't know. I've never made anybody nearly through throw up using the word woke. Yeah, same. Yeah. I yeah. nearly caused one of my coworkers to throw up by, you know, repeatedly saying the word moist. And did you say it moist? Moist. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to get the you got to get the wetness in there. You know, the, the way that we've been warned against by wait, wait, our wait, Todd's by gonna our prime say, minister. Todd's going to say that again. But Moist. <laughs> I'm going to have to send that to my mother-in-law. <laughs> that is the shirt. That is, yeah. That is the shirt. <laughs> right? Right? Uh, sure. That and the desire shirt. We Are you have, writing these down? <laughs> yes, I actually write them down at the end of oh. every episode when I'm editing. Oh. Every okay. good shirt reference goes on the list. <laughs> Um, which I got to talk to Mr. Taves here about. I've been trying to upload designs and I don't know how to make something 5,000 by 5,000. Okay. I can help you with that. I don't, I need, is there a free software I can use? Uh, yeah. Um, Inkscape. Okay. I won't write it down. I'll just do it in show notes after this, yeah. but okay. Awesome. Okay. But moving on, moving on. Let's do another Mount Rushmore. All right. The most iconic leading actors of all time. It could be now it could be it could be when I'm saying actors, I'm using the general term of actor. So it could be uh, any uh, denomination, I guess, gender, I mean. Oh boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> Todd's like, oh god, I haven't watched a movie in ten years. 
Anthony Hopkins. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a um Scarface slash, you know, type of actor. Um so De Niro and um Pacino, I guess. Al Pacino, yeah, both of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw them both once. I think was it Heat that, that they both played in? Yep. Was it, yeah, yeah, it was a bad guy. Yeah, that yep. was. Uh, yeah, I was waiting wasn't to see that. that the, wasn't that the first time that they're actually in a movie together? No, no? I think they've had a couple. Yeah. Well, they were in a movie before, but they weren't in any scenes together. That was the first time they had a scene off of each other. Okay. A lot of people don't like Jim Carrey, but there's some that he does think. Have you seen him as Joe Biden on SNL? No, oh, actually. I miss that. Oh, it's, you just got to see, yeah, the way he interprets. It's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. Although, uh, who was it? Um, oh, God. Blanking on his name. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. 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 He's good. He's but really he was good. also the one that told Jim Carrey that I cannot stand your buffoonery. Yes. Or tolerate your buffoonery. Samuel Jackson. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucking snakes on a plane. Um, actually, I'd, have, I'd agree with uh, Samuel Jackson. I mean, he's... Pulp Fiction, a, he was just... That was... Yeah. Pff, wow. Iconic. Actually, you know, one actor that I've really been getting behind lately is uh, Carl Urban. Oh. The man is chameleon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there has been so many movies where I've been like, "Holy shit!" I didn't realize it was Carl Urban. Refresh Todd with who Carl Urban is. He might not know. Like we know, you and I are like hardcore movie geeks. But yeah, who's who's uh, Carl Urban? Um, well, he played uh, Scotty in the uh, Star uh, Star uh, Star Trek reboot. Did you just almost say Star Wars? Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> yeah, not Scotty. It was uh, Bones. Bones play Bones. Um, you know, he played Dread, Judge Dread. He was in uh, Carl von Urban. Urban, U R B A. Carl Urban. K -A -R -L. Urban. Oh, I got, Ar I got Arben. <laughs> yeah. I like. I don't recognize this guy. You might not because he's a chameleon. Like, like Corey said, he is a chameleon. Like he's, he looked exactly like DeForest Kelly. Like for uh, Star Star Trek, it sounded just like him too. It he sounded oh, it was ridiculous, it was scary. It was yeah. Eerie. Um, my typing I mean, isn't working. Have you watched the boys yet, Sean? Oh yeah, I'm totally yeah. caught up on the boys. Yeah, and just him as butcher, it was just He's, it was the whole reason to watch the show. Yeah, well, that's why I actually started watching. I actually, okay, so I we're we're, we're I don't know. I'm I'm veering off here all the time. But I did want to talk about the boys. Todd hasn't seen it yet. So, no. Corey. Superheroes? You, you work for Prime, Amazon Prime. Okay. And this hotshot guitar player shows up in your office. And you guys really need this guy to do a song or uh, do some something for the soundtrack for season three of the boys. And you're okay. trying to entice this hotshot guitar player, Fast Right Fingers. <laughs> to score uh, a few episodes of the next season and you have to sell them on the premise and concept of the boys. 
how would you sell him on it? I.e., when we're done, Todd's gonna go watch it. How do you sell him? It's got Carl Urban in it. <laughs> yeah, this is the first day I've ever heard of his name, so that, that, that's yeah. not gonna help. <laughs> okay, this guy's just useless. Let's find somebody else. We'll get somebody who's. Uh... <laughs> Huh. We'll get Clay on the line here. I'm so sure. Can... I'm sure Jared Threaten is available to do this. Jared Threaten, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How I do mean, you? There's... How do you sell the? But how do you even begin to describe the insanity of the the TV series? Now, what's, Todd, what's, the, what's the premise? Like, well, if, we, if you were to look, talked, look, we we talked on the show about it before, but I want to get not my opinion. I want. Well, I mean, the whole premise of the show is it's basically a take on the Justice League. But if it was in more real life and was directed by Quentin Tarantino. Okay. So there's so there's less gadgets, more real life type situations. Um, no, it's just everybody is uh, everybody are assholes. All the superheroes are assholes. I thought they covered that. Wasn't that what was that other movie that came out um, with the uh, the girl with the ponytails and the bat and the whole Harley Quinn? Oh, what Suicide Squad. Yeah, the suicide. Is it kind of like that? I haven't I haven't watched that either. It's yet, like that, but it's good. It's like it's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it better? Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, it takes on. all of you know the original, you know, the Justice League, you know, DC characters, and kind of you know flips them on their head. You know where. All have, with different names, so it's not yeah. that blatant, but it is. You know, you have Superman, who's, you know, appears to be, you know, the all-American boy, you know, dedicated to country, and, but. He wears he a flag, his actually, yeah. yeah, his actual uh, cape is a flag, right? Yeah. So instead of Superman, it's like Man Super or something? Yeah, uh, Homelander. Homelander, okay. The character's name is Hol- Homelander. So it's got a big H for Homer on it. No, no, actually, guess. they don't have the big symbols on their chest oh, okay. in this version. On the cape? But, no, no, that's no. the American the flag. flag. Yeah, that's the flag. Oh, yeah. the flag. Okay. Yeah. How flagrant is that? Yeah. So is it a ripoff of Captain Canuck? No. No, no. it's more Superman. No. Okay. Homelander definitely isn't polite. Okay. But he plays polite in public. Yes, he plays oh. polite in public, but. Behind the scenes, he's uh, doesn't play well with others. It's kind of horrible. Yeah, he's got a thing for breast milk. Yeah, that was kind of disturbing. Okay, more than one cringe-worthy moment in that series. <laughs> God, <laughs> now this isn't a child-friendly series. Oh hell no, no, <laughs> no. Okay. I don't even so know it's like, adult-friendly. <laughs> this is yeah. like Nick. A lot of Nick times I was night. offended. Yeah, <laughs> what well, the main character Huey kind of gets dragged into this whole thing because he's standing with his girlfriend in this idyllic street, holding her arms, and all of a sudden she explodes into a mass of blood and gore. It turns out that the this universe's version of the Flash just ran through her. Okay, I think I yes, I remember you guys talking about this. Ran through her, came back, went, oh, sorry, took yeah. off. This guy got pissed off, and now he's their enemy. By the way, the well, actress that was killed in that scene, she's a Winnipegger. Was she? Yep. I did not know that. Uh, in, I'm, in, a, in, in, I'm 
not me, but my wife is indirectly related or something, second or third or fourth cousins or something. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, go on. Sorry. The Canadian goes first. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, like that kind of, you know, sums up the whole premise of the show. It's, you know, what would actually happen if, you know, you had people that had these powers in real life and were basically megalomaniacs? It was superheroes for Trump's world. Might be, might be worth a watch. What, what's yeah. the, is it on Netflix or no? Prime. Amazon, Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah, I got a fire stick. You'll have it on there. But um, yeah, I guess I could look for it. It's I found good. the Joker. See, did you watch it? Oh my God, that was a dark. I, I don't think it, we, we haven't watched the whole thing yet. Did, no, did you both see it? Oh, I, oh yeah. I did, yeah. The Joker? Yeah. yeah. My God, dark, dark, oh, dark, dark, dark. I loved it. Um, Taxi Driver is actually one of my favorite movies, one of my all time favorite movies. And I mean, there are so many parallels between, you know, Taxi Driver, you know, Travis Bickle and, you know, the Joker. It was just, I, I couldn't not love it. Hmm. See, I got to the point. I'm at the point where he's actually dressed up. He almost looks like the Joker at this point. I think he's like three quarters into the movie and he's going for an interview. That's yeah. pretty much where I stopped. So I'm assuming it's going to ramp up at this point. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it will. Yep. Okay. All right. Now, now the person that directed this film, Todd. Which one? Joker. Okay. We're veering off. I know we were just talking about the boys, but. That's well, the I didn't guy know who, if you're talking with the boys or even the Joker. No, the Joker movie. The guy who directed that film is the guy who did The Hangover. Really? I, I see no parallels. So whatsoever. chew on that. <laughs> chew on that. Yeah. yeah. He's very, uh, uh, we call it multi talented, I guess you could say. And Going from Phoenix, one genre to another. Well, Keen Phoenix is another one of those people that's just kind of a chameleon in a lot of his roles. Mount Rushmore, Joaquin Phoenix is there for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, loved him in Gladiator. Yeah. Um, Did you see Her? Johnny Cash, who's who? Her. The movie Her that Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson? No, I never did. Oh, no. Fantastic. Yeah. It's, yeah. Any single one of his films, like, yeah, Gladiator is definitely a favorite of mine, too. Um, what was the other one you guys said? Uh, you're uh, saying uh, Johnny, Ca- yeah, Johnny Cash, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Johnny line. Cash one. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Actually, I uh, haven't seen that either. I really should actually you, sit down oh and watch it. Oh my god, Corey! I yeah. believe he's the one it's, actually singing too. Well, actually, they both were. Yeah, they both were. Yeah, they he did had a damn good job. He had no uh, former training. He learned for the movie to play guitar and to sing. And he actually went and toured, uh, I think, before the movie or before filming to learn how to be a performer. So he he learned guitar, he learned how to sing, and he made sure he was ready for the film. And then when the movie was done, he actually did a tour. He was even going to prisons and doing concerts there to get ready for the role. Wow, that's pretty that's cool. Dead. That's Joaquin Phoenix for you, man. That yeah. guy just... He's my he's number one on my Mount Rushmore. See oh. see how I circled back around it actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was totally intentional. 
That's only one. Yeah, I only got one so far. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So how how do you think Todd that Joaquin Phoenix Joker compares to Heath Ledger Joker? From what you've seen so far, you've seen Heath Ledger Dude, Joker, it, it's, right? It's two different animals, uh, and it may just only be because I didn't really see the end of the Joker yet. Because I think at that point. Uh, he went, he was kind of going from a, um, I would call a shy, meek type of uh, personality with, with the, uh, the laughing, um, I can't remember now what disease he had. The laughing tick. Yeah. So when he gets nervous or whatever, he just starts laughing. So him and, and Heath Ledger as Joker are two different animals whatsoever. He, Heath Ledger, that Joker was just deranged right from the get-go but um but i did like his version i really liked his version i haven't watched the rest of this the joker movie but from what i've seen so far uh i kind of like the um the one the, the with was with um Joaquin heath ledger heath ledger that's yeah. your favorite Corey. what about you so far. Oh, again it's really hard to compare the two because they are such different versions of the joker um does it trip I mean, caesar caesar romero at all <laughs> you know again it's it's really hard to compare the different versions i mean even jack nicholson right all of them had their all of them had their charm all of them had their uh, je ne sais quoi yeah um so it's really hard to kind of compare because they're all different aspects of the character of the Joker. I think more than any other character that's had multiple iterations on film, I think maybe the Joker's the most different. I like think some of the Batmans are a little bit different, but there's there's crossover. But with the Joker, yeah. there wasn't really crossover. They were like completely different characters almost. There's a lot of room to kind of explore the Joker's insanity, his character, his you know personality. There's so much latitude there with you know how the character has been. I mean, the Joker really is kind of I think one of my favorite comic book characters because there's so much there, and there's also that mystery of you know who the Joker really is. Um, you know, there's at one point, I believe, in one of the comics, I haven't actually read this one, but uh, apparently Batman sat down in the Lazarus chair and asked, you know, who is uh, who is the Joker and discovered that across the universes, there's three separate men who have actually been the Joker. Oh, it always it hasn't always been just one person. So there's different Jokers for, you know, different universes. I'm waiting for him to take his mask off and go, oh, look, it's Trump. Yeah, <laughs> this whole time. No, he's not that evil. No, okay. No. <laughs> the Joker has a moral center. Yeah, does he? <laughs> well, well, I guess depending on the version. Yeah, I mean, I really found the uh, Heath Ledger's uh, Joker to be really fascinating, just kind of the way that it was written. Um, especially, you know, with some of the fan theories that you know he must have been a soldier or somebody who mm, worked for the CIA. Yeah. Uh, just based on, you know, his mind games and the way that, you know, he played people. 
Yeah. But he was also obviously familiar with, you know, explosives, with handguns, with knife work. And so obviously he wasn't. Yeah. Pencils. (laughs) You know, he had skills that were beyond just, you know, some guy that came up off the streets. He had obviously been trained somewhere. He knew how to play with people's minds, how to twist their, and I really, you know, he was an agent of chaos. He was trying to see how far he could push this. And people would follow him. That's yeah. the, that, that's the interesting thing. So he was such a great manipulator and you can tell, my God, like, you, you know, you think I would never follow this guy, but if he chose to get in your head yeah. and make you follow him, you just would do it because he was that, you know, good at the job. We're yeah, th- we're talking about the Joker still, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Who do you think we were talking about then? <laughs> we talking about Corey? No, no. <laughs> yeah. As, for me, I think uh, Heath Ledger's uh, Joker was probably the one of the more fascinating ones. I loved though the exploration of the character in uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. You know, kind of how he got from point A to point B. Yeah. That's what I think, you know, that Joker is really about. Whereas, you know, in uh, Batman films, you know, we've already, you're meeting a fully formed Joker. It wasn't somebody that was, you know, evolving. It was a personality that was already there. And, you know, it was just kind of, you know, the mystery of the character and what was behind him that, you know, was really fascinating. Here's a question. Do you think you could have taken those two actors and switched them around for them to play opposing jokers? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, what a great question. Do you think they could have pulled it off? You just broke my brain. The same way. <laughs> Mic drop. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, there's Jesus. Both of them are strong actors. I could I think they could do it. Yeah, I can see what can, I'm I can just see imagining what, can, what the performance would be like. Would it be different? Like, would Joaquin Phoenix have approached it differently had there not been a Heath Ledger Joker? I'd almost say that he could probably take Heath Ledger's Joker and make him a little bit darker yet. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think uh, Heath Ledger was a dark person. He immersed himself in the role and and, you know, but Joaquin Phoenix can go way deeper than yeah. Heath Ledger can. He's yeah. done it before. Well, he I mean, I, that that what that that one character he played uh, with the rapper guy with the beard and you know he he did that role for two years straight in the public yeah. eye. That was dark, man. Yeah, I think that it would be more interesting to see. Joaquin Phoenix in Heath Ledger's place than it would be to see Heath Ledger in uh, Joaquin Phoenix's place. I would, I would concur. Yeah, I would totally concur. Actually, I was, I, I think Joaquin was my first, was my choice back then for the Joker when they cast, 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 cast uh, Heath Ledger. I think a lot of us had that perception of Heath Ledger, really. Yeah, I know when I first, actually. It's Heath was, Ledger's Joker that kind of taught me to kind of sit back and just wait and see. Because when I f- first started, you know, seeing these pictures of Joker coming out for uh, the film, I was like, oh, my God, this this looks awful. They've ruined it. This is so stupid. Look at this. Like, that's not the Joker. 
And then you see the performance and you see, you know, this is coming off of Jack Nicholson, which I think you're probably a fan of. Yeah. I was too. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you're going to out, you're going to try to outclass Nicholson. Like really? Yeah. It was a different performance. It was a very different performance and it was more suited to the Nolan universe. Yeah. Now here's the question. Um, yeah, but hang on now. Let's, okay. let's take another step back here. When Keaton was cast as Batman, what was your what was your reaction there? And did that change your perception of casting Heath Ledger? Because I was a bit I was apprehensive of Heath Ledger, but then I'm like, hang on a second. I was totally wrong about Keaton. I was so, too young. Uh, I was only about uh, I think eleven or twelve when uh, that movie okay. came out, so I wasn't aware of you know why people would have been up in arms about. Michael Keaton playing. You just saw the brilliant performance and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So so yeah, I'm a bit, well, I'm a bit older. So when Batman 89 came out and the lead up to it, which is, you know, I don't know, three or four years before that. um, I was like, I was not a Keaton fan at all. I thought he was one of those funny guys. You see movies. It wasn't really that funny. And then yeah, the suburbs, and yeah, yeah, like you I mean he wasn't unfunny, but he wasn't like he wasn't Belushi, he wasn't you know, he had more of a dry wit, yeah. Now, so when it came <laughs> out, yeah, I'm Batman, yeah. <laughs> but he did a good job, and for some, for a lot of people, he is their Batman, yeah, despite Bale. Actually, I have to admit, I was never really a huge fan of Christian Bale as the Batman. I was a fan of him being the Batman before he became the Batman. After seeing American Psycho, and I'm like, you have to cast Bale because I was a huge Bale fan. Yeah. But I would have to say that I don't think the fault of me not liking Bale as Batman has nothing to do with Bale, but more to do with Nolan, with the director. I can see that. I mean, Bale I think is kind not of not a bad actor. No, by any stretch. I don't. I definitely don't think that Christian Bale is a bad actor. I'm actually a huge fan of his. Again, you know, especially from a lot of his indie work. Um, and yeah, they just didn't do a lot with the character. Yeah, you know, there's none of the Dark Knight or the Dark Knight detective. Yeah, you know, it was just kind of more. He goes out there and he hits things. And he yeah, drives and the past car. So okay, well, okay, we're we gonna are we gonna break down the Batman, the Nolan Bent Batman franchise here? Todd, how many of these movies have you seen? I've seen a couple. Uh, I think the well, the first one I saw that had come out, I guess it was fairly famous, and then the there was one where he was going up to the mountains to train or something, and it wasn't all gadgetry. It was it was real life gadgetry, like whatever he used was. It wasn't like one of those things where they just I'm just going to pull something out of my ass here and we'll just use it. But he had, you know, things that he could use that would actually work. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be, like, the, yeah, that's the like, he wasn't flying through the air or anything. Like he was, if, if he flew through the air it was because he was, you know, repelling off of something or. Yeah. So just, I think oh, there's only a couple. Okay. Well, for me, I, I'm not, I was a Nolan fan going into Batman um, and I liked the first Batman film. What was the first one called? Batman Begins? No. Um, 
Do you remember? Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman. No, no. Pick one. <laughs> Corey's looking it up. But the, oh. it, the first Nolan Batman film I really liked, I was a huge fan of. It had Liam Neeson in it. There was that whole thing. The, I was a huge fan of that film, and I thought it was great. The Actually, dark... I, did, I did get taken by that. Because, you know, they had the, uh, was it Ken Watanabe, or who was it that played? Ken Watanabe, uh, yeah. yeah. Rachel Ghoul. Rachel Ghoul, and... yeah. I was I was taken by that. I'm like, you know, why did they make him, you know, Japanese? He's supposed to be like Middle Eastern, but you know, kind of tall, debonair. I didn't realize that it was going to be Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson could do no wrong on my book. I don't care. I yeah. don't care when he's playing Liam his movies. Neeson, yeah, he's. I don't care. I like him in everything. That was my main reason for liking the Phantom Menace was because Liam Neeson was in it. I don't like Phantom Menace. At least Liam Neeson's in it. You lose. Yeah, that was always my argument. So yeah, it was uh, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Okay, so when The Dark Knight came out for me, I'm like, oh, it's a Batman film. Actually, no, it's not. It's a Joker film. That was my biggest gripe with that film. Heath Ledger was great, but it's like, is Batman in this movie at all? Yeah. Like, it wasn't about, it didn't revolve, it didn't revolve around Batman at all. Batman was a tertiary character, but it, it was... It should have been called the Joker or something, or Joker Dent. Yeah, because it and, focused a lot on Harvey Dent and it focused on the Joker. But again, what a waste! Yeah, I mean, they had um, Aaron uh, Eckhart, Aaron Eckhart as you know Harvey Dent, and they never really gave him a chance to become Two Face. No, it was like you know his performance as Two Face was you know blink and you miss it kind of thing. How would you fix the Harvey Dent thing? Well, I would have let him live for one. I would have back. Okay, okay. You would have let him live. Okay, I would have let him live and brought him back. You know, for the uh, following film. You know, yes. Kind of see that you know him go from you know being the White Knight of Gotham to you know Two Face. Okay, yeah. My fix for the Dark Knight, which I don't, I think it's a good film, but I don't think it's a good Batman film. That's my opinion. Heath Ledger's yeah. performance, outstanding, great. Bale, barely in the movie. I think what I would have done, not that I'm a director, not that I know what I'm doing, and not that I have a billion-dollar blockbuster on my hands, but my opinion is that I would have taken out the Two-Face stuff. I would have had it lead into, like you said, Two-Face in a second film. Yeah. But I would have taken all that extra Harvey Dent time, shoved it into a third film, and replaced that time with bruce wayne time yeah and actually have it be a dual movie like the first batman with keaton and nicholson where they're more or less sharing you know the screen time like have them play off each other let's build up bruce he's just he's fighting crime and there's like there's no there's nothing for bruce to do there's nothing for batman to do it's just let's just see all the chaos that the joker can bring and we don't see batman any nothing like there's nothing and batman's a great character when he's written right but he wasn't written right in the dark knight yeah he didn't have enough no and yeah you're right they really didn't focus that much on the batman it was you know more focused on i mean i think actually even um gary oldman had more screen time yeah actually that's what it felt like yeah hey you know what oldman was great in the dark knight that was actually one of my favorite parts yep well, again, Gary Oldman, again, he's one of those Whatever. chameleon he's, actors. He's yeah. Perfect. 
Number two on my yeah <laughs> Mount Rushmore, Gary Oldman. If only for true romance alone. Yeah. Um, anything that he does nowadays. Yeah, it's good. So, I in in some ways, but I I think the original Batman films with Keaton were 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 good. Um, but I think I I always felt there was something missing. And then with Nolan's Batman. It ended up never being about Batman. It ended up being about the world Batman lived in. Yeah. And you know, and you know, one movie's one movie's focused on Bane, one movie's focused on Joker, one movie's but it's always about that character of that film. To me, I just feels like it's never about Batman. The first Batman was the first Nolan Batman was the one where you saw the most Batman in it, I guess. Yeah. And it was also the more most cartoonish of the three movies. Yeah. You know, the second movie became more streamlined, but was definitely more based in the real world. And then, you know, the third movie was just. I loved Tom Hardy as Bane, but that was about the only thing about that movie that I really loved. Oh, I love Tom Hardy as Bane. He was great. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. So oh, what about so okay so let's we're moving on to the next Batman. Who's that? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Again, not really enough of him to really judge. Yeah, I think. Well, it's no different than uh, Christian Bale, I guess. Really. Yeah. Actually, I think one of the wasted uh, Batman was uh, George Clooney. He could have been good. Yeah, with the right script. Yeah. And no nipples, no nipples on the bat <laughs> no suit. <bat> nipples. <laughs> uh, I actually I liked Ben Affleck. He needed more screen time, but every minute he was on screen, it was super good for me. Although I, I still don't fully understand the whole Marsha. Why did you say that name? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was I, kind of. Yeah. But again, I, I think the, the the problem with all these films. I think is not the actor in any of the cases. I think it's just the direction. It's like, where are you guys going? Yeah. I think that the next Batman that's coming out with Pattinson. I don't know. It's it's like they. Keep, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to yeah as well. And I think in my mind, I'm the least disappointed because when the first Batman came out, I was like, oh fuck, like Keaton. Yeah. Nicholson, I thought it was like going to be too over the top. And then it came out and I was pleasantly surprised. And then when the uh, the Nolan Batman came out, I was very excited because I wanted Christian Bale. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's good. It should be great. And then with Ben Affleck, he was completely underused again. So I, I think, though, with this director who did the Planet of the Apes movies, I don't know. I think this is the time that they might actually be able to get it right. Uh, but let's not forget that Tim Burton also did Planet of the Apes. Uh, I'd rather forget that one. <laughs> I saw that opening weekend and I almost wanted to give them my money back. I take get my money back. I can uh, one-up you on that. I went to see Battlefield Earth on its opening day. <laughs> uh, do you know what Battlefield Earth is? Nope. <laughs> Be glad. Yeah. That is two and a half hours of my life that I am never getting back. 
It's like an alien invasion of the of Earth, or it's, why don't you elucidate? I'm, I'm just um, kind of going by the title, but Scientology it's, movie? Yeah, Scientology. It's it's masturbation for Tron Travolta. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah, it was. Oh, it had one good line. It I'll be damned. And that was the only good thing in the entire damn film. Wow. It's just it. Oh. It was John Travolta's passion project. Yeah, and it's from the guy who created Scientology. He wrote the book, and it was a movie. L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, the movie needed to be made, so yep. he financed. Okay, himself, I, I think I heard. I think I heard something about because we're, we're watching uh, with the, the Scientology. It was on. Uh, it was on Netflix. Oh, that one I told you to watch. Yeah, yeah. awesome, yeah. awesome. Very, very informative. It's like, wow. Yeah. It's, yeah I think uh, they brought up the movie in that. Yeah. If I recall. Yeah. But I haven't yeah. seen it. And if it's not worth watching, then. But I mean, if, if, okay, say, uh, have you seen the, the documentary on Scientology? No, I haven't. Now, I'm just wondering now if you would have seen that first and then saw the movie and just kind of went, okay, I can, I can see how they're trying to interpret, you know, in this, in the movie or was it just totally off the wall it's got nothing to do with it and it's just fluff it's it's just fluff it is just it it defies logic okay it really does is and more, here's actually more so than star wars oh yeah oh <laughs> okay watch it here uh, yeah. buster <laughs> um the week before I had gone to see Gladiator, and that was Gladiator's opening night, right? Oh, wow. (laughs) What a contrast. Yeah, so I got to see that with uh, one of my friends, and we got there, and about like an hour before the movie started, and there was this huge lineup, so, you know, the next week, I'm like, you know, okay, well, we should probably get there a little bit earlier, because, you know, this is supposed to be, you know, again, one of the big blockbusters, right? Mm -hmm. And by the time that the doors finally opened, let us into the theater, there was four people standing in line. That should have been my first hint that there was something terribly wrong with this movie. Gladiator. And then I wound up seeing, no, not Gladiator. Gladiator had like, you know, a huge lineup. They had the line, but you couldn't get in the theater to see Battlefield Earth because the line for Gladiator was so big. No, what had happened was the fall. Again, we got there, you know, it'd been about an hour an hour before the film started and there was already a huge lineup for gladiator yeah so the following right. week was the opening uh night for uh battlefield earth it really it actually competed yeah. that close to gladiator yeah oh yeah. my god so we got there a little bit earlier but by the time that the doors finally opened for battlefield earth there was only four people standing in line and this was opening night yeah so <laughs> how did people know that it was going to be a horrible movie before anybody ever saw it was Probably- it advertised Early reviews, probably. Okay. Huh. But you yeah. ignored them. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I don't think I actually saw any reviews for it. I just figured, you know, oh, John Travolta, you know, science fiction film based on a book by L. Ron Hubbard. What could go wrong? A whole lot, apparently. Yeah. Hmm. So he's not as good a writer as people think he is or no it had nothing to do with L. Ron hubbard's uh writing it had everything to do with the adaptation and the fact that you know john travolta i guess it was like 
it's a, a passion project for him oh no they spent far more money than this movie ever made oh hmm. yeah, the money was there yeah yeah it was uh it was definitely a box office flop and it's because just horrible writing it was too long by about an hour and there was so many plot holes and just poor acting and everything else that this mo- this movie didn't, was just not savable it didn't come together at all at any no, point no okay. so did you this, read the was the book any good um you know what i've haven't read battlefield earth but you know i've read some of l ron hubbard's stuff and he's a good writer but yeah just I don't think that, you know, whoever adapted the movie for, or the book for this, the script, the book to a script didn't do a good job. Hmm. So who actually did that? Did John Travolta actually do that? Was he the one who actually took the book and converted actually, it into the script? I'm actually not entirely sure. Let's find out. Hey, Google. What should, what should be some famous director? Yeah. <laughs> Who made the film Battlefield Earth? Here is information from Wikipedia. Well, you have to read it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're not going to tell you. Directed by Roger Christian? Yep. Uh, screenplay Corey Mandel, J.D. Shapiro, stars John Travolta, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker was in it? Yeah, he played one of the other uh, Cyclos. I actually have still have not seen the film to this day. Okay, well, you haven't missed anything. How long is the movie? Two and a half hours, I think it was. Hmm. So at what point did you say, you know what? This is crap. Was it oh, after actually, the first hour or was it after five minutes? How, how long was it before you actually... Just, actually, I'm just I, I'm looking at it here. It's uh, apparently one hour and fifty eight minutes. So I thought it was two and a half hours. That should give you an idea. Of just... <laughs> so, so it was an hour too long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It was an hour and fifty four so, minutes too long. So fifty yeah. minutes in. <laughs> I think it was about the time that you know these cavemen um, found a bunch of Harrier jump jets that had been sitting around for a thousand years. And we're able to climb into them, fire them up, and fly them. Wow. Like yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. A thousand years later. Didn't know what the hell they were. Came yeah. in, sat down, put their seatbelts on. Yeah. <laughs> what are these? I don't know, but put them on. Yeah. And just I'm just reading here. It received seven Golden Raspberry Awards. It received. Uh, rotten. It, didn't, it wasn't raspberry. just nominated. It received. Yep. Which until 2012 was the most Razzie Awards ever given to a single film and one worst picture of the decade yep um it's got 2.5 out of 10 on uh imdb wow that sounds like a that sounds like a beaver movie oh Oh, yeah beaver if you're listening to this episode i challenge that's the one to watch this piece of crap (laughs) see how long you last yeah 15 minutes See if you can sit through it longer than Sean and I sat through the human centipede. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're such Luddites. Are you aware of this human centipede film? No. 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 That's a new one. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. 
It's yeah. But it's considered a classic. It's got a cult following. Yeah. Yeah. Corey and I decided it was on Netflix, wasn't it? Or something. Yeah. You were at my house. I'm like, hey, what's this human centipede movie? Yeah. We heard about it, but we didn't know what it was about. And we both thought that it was a, I guess, like a monster movie or something. A horror film, you know, maybe, you know, Son of Three Animator or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was about, I don't know, you know, if we can say this on the air. We've never actually said anything this gross or vile on the show before. Basically, he sewed three people together ass to mouth. Wow. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, I'm not even joking. That's exactly what. That's and they were alive. Yeah. Yeah. Sewn together. And hence they're a human centipede. Wow. They wouldn't have lived very long for sure. Well, the idea is that they have one long inte- uh, intestinal track. Track, yeah. That goes through all three of them. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there was some extensive surgery involved. Well, literally, they <laughs> the mad scientist sewed their face to the next person's ass. Wow. Literally. So if you're blowing bubbles, what happens? Well, that's about the part that uh, Sean and I actually turned the movie off. That was one of the few times I ever turned a movie off because we didn't know that's what this movie was. Gee, yeah. your voice sounds different, but your breath smells the same. That's <laughs> having fun at our expense here. Yeah, we were just we were actually completely creeped out. With, what do we? Yeah. I think I think I recall we we're sitting on the couch. Did you go yeah. like, ooh? We both turn and look at each other and go, "Let's turn this off." Yep. <laughs> I believe the line that we turned it off on was, oh, no, I have to shit. Yes, that's what it was. Oh. That's what it was. Yeah. Wow. I don't understand how this movie was uh, a success. Or spawned a sequel. Two sequels. Two sequels. They did three movies. Oh, my God. So they won't be switching the KeyCon movie. And uh, Beaver has seen them this. all. So what does that say about you, Beaver? It's just saying. He's got a stronger stomach than us. <laughs> He's a sick. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. I think uh, I think um, that's it. I gotta go put the kids to bed. Okay. Already. That was fun having you back, sir. Yes. Uh, well, definitely. I've got the setup now, so. Yeah, you're yeah. all set up. You get all yeah. your stuff there. And we've got uh, we've got the lockdown happening, so uh, my evenings are more free than they've ever been in yep. my existence as a father. Yeah, we got nowhere else to go. Yep. So we'll have you on again. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to plug yourself? Where where can we find you, Corey? Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Meet the Geeks. Was it the real Meet the Geeks? I don't even remember. It's been so long since I've had to plug the, myself. The real Meet the real Meet the Geeks. Real Meet the Geeks. Yeah, on Facebook. Um, you can find uh, the comic at uh, MTG Comic dot the comic series.com um i don't even know what my twitter handle is anymore mtg comic there you go if you want to find me ask sean yeah well it's on our <laughs> it's on the website and what's the website todd it's uh sean mcginnity.ca that's s-e-a-n-m-c-g-i-n-i-t-y dot c-a <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. 
<laughs> you know what we should do? I just think I was just thinking while Todd was reading that. <laughs> Todd needs to do a, <laughs> he needs to, <laughs> uh, he's gonna do a cover of uh right said friends I'm too sexy. <laughs> I can play the guitar and he can sing the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I'm too sexy for my cat and Todd's voice. It'd be fucking awesome. Oh, lovely. Do it. I think he has to know. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. With my dad bod. <laughs> no, just do just do the song. Oh, okay. I'm too sexy for my whatever. Hat. I'm too sexy for this podcast. Too sexy for this podcast. The way I keep on talking. There you go. There it is. There it is. Uh, I'm a model. <laughs> I'm a. <laughs> oh, this is why I do radio. <laughs> I've got a face for radio and a voice for sound film. <laughs> nice. All right. That's it. We're off. Thanks, Corey. All right. Uh, it was great being back. It's, I've actually missed this. Yeah. Can't wait until we can actually do this in person again. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, maybe we'll do KeyCon. We'll see if things are up by then. Yeah. Or we'll do our own KeyCon on Zoom. Yeah. Anyway. ZoomCon. Yeah. ZoomCon. Ooh. Yeah, that's Zoom what we should just, do. I yeah. think we may have just come up with something. I like there this. There you go. Yeah. Well, we, need, we need a catchy name, though. Well, ZoomCon sounds pretty. ZoomCon Zoom sounds pretty. pretty yeah, ZoomCon. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. Work on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like percolating. Like, ah, yeah. All right. See you guys later. All right. All right. See you guys yeah. later. Bye. See you both. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Greetings, friends. It is I, Igor, the master's loyal servant. The master wishes me to tell you that when he is conducting his experiments, stitching corpses together and giving them unholy life, he listens to the Sean Geek podcast, which downloads directly from seanmcginnity.ca. Igor, don't forget to tell him to download it from seanmcginnity.ca. The master wishes me to remind you that he downloads the Sean Geek podcast from seanmcginnity.ca, and so should you. It lives! It lives! <laughs>